Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today's special guest is the one and only Vivian McKinder. She is an industry icon, a seven-time Naha winner, and royalty as far as I'm concerned in the salon industry. And she still is super passionate about offering education to every hairstylist, up-leveling their game behind the chair and showing them how to properly dress and cut hair. I'm so excited to have her here and welcome Vivian. I'm so excited. Thank you so much, Elaine. It's lovely to be back. Yes, it's always great chatting with you. So we were both chatting away before recording and I said, stop, stop, stop. This is all too juicy and we need to have it on the podcast because you and I, when we get together, we can chat forever about our passion for the newer stylists. You know, we're both frustrated because we're, we're in this world of online virtual education and you're amazing. You're set up. I need to pick your brain on that, by the way. Your setup is like a Hollywood studio, very impressive camera equipment. And you know what you're doing, pushing all those buttons, having all those different, um, you know, views and angles, which I struggle with still to this day, um, as far as like a really up close and personal virtual education. But the biggest struggle is getting that newer stylist to find us and what we are providing. The thing that we both agree is missing in our industry in 2021 is that true mentorship, that, you know, person who's reaching and pulling you up to, you know, they're 10, 20, 30 years ahead of where you are as a new stylist, and they want to make the road a little smoother for you. So once people connect with you and your program, the sky's the limit because those fundamentals that they may have not gotten or may not have comprehended in beauty school training, it's that, you know, pick up where you left off and get them set up for behind the chair. But it's connecting to that younger stylist that thinks that YouTube is a full university and they can just pick up little snippets here and there and not have the, the actual mentorship. Well, a disclaimer. Um, YouTube and Instagram are amazing platforms for browsing, accidental learning, discoveries. And as we clearly know, there's some amazing stuff there. There's some mediocre stuff there and there's some really bad. If you don't have discernment to know who to be guided and coached by, you can be led down the wrong path by somebody who's got a phone with a great personality uh, and uh, they can lead you down a path. And if you don't know how to go, okay, that's all smoke and mirrors. Or, okay, why would I do seven techniques to cut a fringe when one method will get me there faster? So if you don't have that discernment, you can run yourself into really ch major challenges. And I think that anything in life that is free is never really valued. Anytime you buy something and you make that investment, it feels very, very different from a freebie. Now, every major company out there does a free because it's a hook 
to bring you into their world. But when the body of the work is free, 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 they're either selling scissors, curling irons, or some kind of widget. There's a catch, there's a hook, because at the end of the day, nobody here doing color or a haircut or a hair extensions or a perm is gonna do it free all day long. So if you are watching stuff that is free, that costs that person time and money, there has to be a return on it. So there's either the um, vanity matrix, which is I'm doing this to get likes, I'm doing this to get likes, I'm doing this to get likes, I wanna be an influencer. And if it's strategized and turned into a business model, then it's fantastic, right? But if you don't have the discernment to know I'm going to invest in something because you and I have a an online business where it's a membership, you put your time in, I put my time in and very expensive products to produce, produce content, film it, et cetera, et cetera. So we won't go into those boring details, but it, it is an investment. Why should it be free? Why should all of your knowledge just be cast out there for free? So I say that, yes, Instagram is fantastic. Facebook, all of these platforms are fantastic if you have discernment and you know how to go, that's sloppy, that she did that three times. Why would I do it three times? I can do it once. So you have to have that discernment. And if someone's in business with an online product, they've got to make it good. And it's got to be amazing. So I would say number one, when it comes to mentoring, be highly selective about following somebody who has a phenomenal career path. They're not a one trick pony, not a flash moment, something that has longevity to it, because then you can mirror the behaviors because human behavior is, is um, contagious and Sometimes we don't know that that contagiousness is rubbing off in negative energy or that person's doing a really bad consultation. So we kind of mirror them, not realizing we are. We pick out habits, right? And so I think you have to have that big word discernment to know that you are with intention selecting somebody like yourself, Elaine, to take the, your, your students on a very guided specific journey in the art of coloring hair. And it's not that you're being paid by L'Oreal or any of that, it's honest, honest integrity in getting that information out there. So I think that's number one, authentic, high standards, qualify your mentor, be very particular about who you're gonna follow because how much time do we squander with endless scrolling? You can't get that time back. And how much time do you squander looking at tricks and this and this and this and the shaking of the hair and the, and the, look at me, I'm so lovely, these vanity matrix that we see versus investing in watching one of your very important tutorials for 20 minutes or whatever and going, I'm now going to apply that because watching is not doing. And we're talking about investing time to see a result, right? So that is for me the biggest thing that is a deception within the industry. And I think that's why people fall flat on their face. They've seen so much and yet nothing is really owned by that person. Absolutely. And I want to talk about your career 
because I think the different, a huge difference and part of, you know, your amazing success was your foundation and your beginning of your career. We, most people know that in England and, you know, other countries, there's a much longer training period where you're actually working with a live mentor side by side and getting that hands-on attention, which has not been, in my opinion, adopted enough in the U.S. It's, you know, I was done in nine months to the day, exactly nine months. And there was so much more to learn after I finished and got my license. Um, and, and you really had to seek out a true apprenticeship. So speak to that as far as the setup and, you know, the difference in timing that you spent with someone on foundational things. Well, my, uh, the average training in the UK is three years. I did two years of full-time college because I went to a college that specialized in film, uh, film and theater. So I learned everything from wig making to, you know, doing historical pieces of hairdressing, you know, right the way through. So I came out as a generalist. In my college holiday, I went to Sassoon's and took a one month course. And while I was there um, learning this whole new world of cutting hair, um, they invited me to come back and work for them. Now, my career path was to go actually into film or theater. I wasn't quite sure which one. And I also had a job lined up at the BBC, which would have been to have been in their wig department doing hair for period things. So, so I'd have probably been doing like Jane Austen type of pieces, right? Um, and um, so that was that would have been you know continual training of course, uh, but somehow my path went to Sassoon's. I was fascinated by these uh, cool, amazing haircuts, and the rest is history. Um, I, I had I, I joined the organisation. I did an apprenticeship program there, and the apprenticeship program there was two model nights a week. We stayed after after work, so we did a full day. We were there at eight thirty in the morning. Did a full day, and then model night usually started about six thirty, and it went to sort of eight thirty nine o'clock at night. So it was a long day. You always had to go and get your models, fine models, which was quite tricky. Um, you had to hope that the art director who was staying behind was in a good mood. And what was fascinating about the old model, because I don't think that model works as well today, to be honest, and I'm going to tell you why. But the art director would um, sometimes these genius artists worked in such an organic, intuitive way of working that if you dissected the pieces to say, how did you come up with that genius idea? How did you come with that innovation? In, let's put it in color. I worked by, with Annie Humphreys for forever and a day. And for those of you who may not know Annie Humphreys, Google her and you'll see that she's the queen of color. So, you know, looking at the first wolf tipping that we did, looking at the first sort of slices back to back that we did, the color bleeding that we did back in those days, which was pre-punk. Um, all of those innovations, when you sort of go, well, how did you come up with the idea? Oh, I don't know, just got inspired, you know? And it would be, no, no, no. How did you come up with that idea? Oh, I just thought about it, don't know. So you've got that, oh, I just thought about it, don't know person, and they're teaching you now. So it's like, well, what are we going to do? Well, I don't know, what do you wanna do? Well, uh, does the client have any say in this? Usually no, <laughs> then they didn't. <laughs> It was a miracle if they liked it. Um, and you'd somehow go through that process. So breaking down, what makes a great teacher is the ability to break down something in bite-sized chunks and to be able to transfer that knowledge in a repeatable pattern, right? But a, a true artist, a true innovator, 
the inspiration comes from their soul, their intuitive sense. It doesn't come in a headway. It's not headspace, it's heartfelt. So it's hard to teach. So consequently, some of the model nights were amazing and some of them were terrible. Some of them, the, the, the art director was so tired, they didn't want to be there. So there was this fluctuation and there was no system really, even though I was at the best place in the world at that time, if you wanted to be an amazing hair cutter, that was it. And everyone said to me, endure the challenges, the hardship, the misery, the blah, 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 blah. Because when you get out of here, when you graduate and get onto the floor, every door in the world will open to you and you can call the shots. So I kept thinking, if I can just get through this next hour, if I can just get through it, right, then I'll be okay. So that traditional model of models twice a week, then you take your test to get out of the salon to go into staff training. So you take your test, which it, back then was about uh, five models, um, varying techniques. The art director would look at all your collection. If you pass, you then went to staff training and you did three months in staff training. So you'd be refining your techniques. You're now working five days a week on all of your techniques, all of your techniques. And their goal was to get you to 150% knowing that you dropped to 75 in the salon and 75 was like the, the acceptable in high functioning salon speed and then uh, that collection had to be about seven models of classic and innovation you had to show innovation and that's how it went now to add to all of this when you pass those you're now on the floor now you're building your clientele now you have to do soirees so the soirees would sometimes be monthly within the salon. Everyone had to show up for a soiree and the idea was come with a new idea. Then there would be the big, the big soiree, which would be all the salons would present. They would rent a place and all oh, the salons would compete. Yeah, and we would all do our soiree. And that's why back in those days, Sassoon's had such innovation. And they still do come up with innovation, but it maybe is less relevant today because we shifted from a haircut focus to a color focus to a long hair focus. And now we have to shift now into a new sensibility again. And I did a Google search last week. And this is interesting. Out of short, medium and long hair, Elaine, which one do you think the consumer was searching for the most? Mm, probably so long. No, it was short. Oh, they're ready. Short, huh? short was the first. <laughs> Long hair was next, medium was third. Interesting. Now then, when I did a Google search on straight or curly hair, which do you think was, was more uh, searched? Curly. Yep, curly was more searched. When it came to color, balayage, ombre, highlights, which one do you think was the most searched? Now, hopefully highlights and not balayage, but it could be balayage. Actually, it was highlights, yeah. Okay, good. Highlights, yeah. So that was interesting. So when you look at trends, education always has to be plugged into a trend because trends are always shifting. And I went shopping this weekend for the first time in two years for clothes. And I was appalled at mm. what I saw out there. And I also went online because my husband said, what do you want for Christmas? I said, I will give you a list. <laughs> <laughs> So I was going into Saks and I was looking at, you know, uh, Macy's. I was looking at the designers there and Neiman Marcus, just searching for something fabulous because I haven't bought clothes myself in two years. I was struggling and struggling. So I went to the stores looking and it's like, 
what's happening in fashion it's boring it's not even cute casual clothing and I think hair is stuck in the same trap we're not coming up with news so here's my prediction I know you haven't asked for it but I'm giving it to you number one (laughs) a return to short hair number two curl curl texture perms Uh, and number three color that looks very very natural it could have a little splash of peekaboo around the face but because of the curl it will be more global or tips on the ends it will be and and the perms that I'm working with right now they're gorgeous to color over so it's not that we're taking away from the color color world of course we're not that's so important but what many of our listeners may not realize is that when I was training it was pretty easy to talk someone into a short haircut it was extremely difficult to talk them into a, a color. They would say, well, isn't that going to damage your hair? It was easy to talk them into a perm. So in the consumer's mind, color damaged your hair, perm was okay. So now we're shifting all the way back. We now have new technology and perming, which is so beautiful and so conditioning. Actually this week, I'm gonna do a finger wave perm with pink or clips with metal in the hair. Fun. And then we're going to send it off to be colored. So everything has to be relevant. And and what the new method of training is, is blending that old school method. Because we've got stats right now on the fallout of this industry. The fallout of this industry is really astronomically high. Within 24 months of cosmetology students being in the industry, 85% have left. That's a huge, huge number leaving because our industry is, is, has fallen apart. So it, yes, it needs mentorship, but it needs better training. So the old school of training, one model night a week, and you slowly get through that. If you do the maths on it, it, you know, it like two hours, two hours a week works out to being like 11 days. It's something ridiculous, right? So that old method doesn't work. So what I've designed with my education is we show up two hours every week live and I'm guiding you through and not just teaching you a technique, I'm mentoring you too. I'm getting you to think creatively because we have fallen into the trap that the um, fashion industry has fallen into, the same old, same old, same old, we've become robots and that's not good because one thing doesn't suit all. So I do two two hours a week, which is um, you show up live, you post your work into my forum, I give you feedback on everything you post, and then you watch the videos, you apply it on your clients, you come back the following week, and it's we do the look in class, we post our work, you watch the videos, and it's step and repeat, step and repeat. So in my eighth week, I have a stylist who's been with us for, been in the industry for 32 years. She just put up her prices and her clients didn't even go, oh my gosh, no. Her clients get it because they see the value. Absolutely. That's the new model. I love that. And if you would have told me that Vivian was going to do an apprenticeship like that, that I could get on. Well, of course we didn't have computers, but if that was available back when I was starting out, I would do anything to have that. And I think it's right now, it's kind of, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know how fabulous it can be because you're doing what you've always done. Um, My favorite part of Revival, for those of you listening, Vivian is a big part of um, the Revival event, the two day event that I've done two years in a row. And when people 
turn your class into a hands-on and then post what they've done afterwards, that makes it all worthwhile for me. Because if, if they are like most people, you know, you go and you watch something, you're like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And by the time you get to your car and drive home, you forgot how they did it. And that's the part that I love about the online virtual world is that you can rewind and play it again and you can pull out a doll head you can have a live model you can have your mom sitting in your kitchen and you can do what Vivian did on the screen so I love that you're doing that and that you're still so passionate and giving back to people who you know may have missed a lot of that um, you know fundamental training and and to your point about when someone tries to wing it, which I was that person, I came out of beauty school with 80% confidence and 20% skill. I was so confident and thought I was so ready to be behind a chair. And I was given the opportunity from a small little neighborhood salon. And I was so proud of myself. I have a chair. I don't want to shampoo someone else's clients. I want to do my own clients until they asked for something that I couldn't provide because I simply didn't have the skill set. So I was so confident and so good with chatting people up that I was able to talk them out of it and save face. But I thought, how long can I do this for? You know, I'm giving up opportunities to do chemical services that I'm just not ready to do. So I think the combination of the proper training and the confidence that comes with this new world of social media, it's funny, we see, you know, even our own staff, the girls that are super quiet in the salon, barely look up to say hello to greet a client, scare of their own shadow. And then they're on their TikTok and they have a fan blowing their hair and they're doing these fun TikTok things and they have the big lashes and they're funny and entertaining. And I'm like, where is that girl when we're in the salon? I don't even know who she is. So it's almost like a whole alternate universe. And don't even get me started with NFTs and crypto. I am struggling to stay cool, Vivian, as a 50-year-old woman trying to understand all this technology. And now it's like, you and I finally have mastered virtual education, how to push the buttons, how to get people there live, how to engage, how to mentor. And now we need to learn how to have people pay in alternative methods of crypto and these NFTs. It's, it's, it hurts your brain but it also keeps us doing new things and staying current so that we can be relatable to a younger stylist. That's, yeah, that's... But you know, I think too, to your point, Elaine, there are, there are things that are micro trends and there are things that are gimmicks and there are things that are just grab the attention and there's always sensationalism and that never goes away. But if you want to find authenticity and you care about your craft, you care about your guest, you are in one of the last couture businesses going, you can custom design to every single person. You can't give what you don't have. So in, if you invest in yourself and you invest in your education, you pass it through, you can be quiet and confident because your work speaks for itself. And you can, you don't have to feel this pressure to be posting constantly on social platforms. It can be mindful and strategic because this addiction to, I called it vanity matrix, is looking at the matrix of what you're bringing in, but it's vanity because it's not business. So if you have a business strategy to this, then it does make sense. But really things that will never ever change are quality and value. 
how you connect with somebody, how you show you care, how you can help them, trust, trust today in a world that's very cynical. Those qualities, um, you stay focused on that and, and cut out the noise and also monitor where you invest time versus where you waste time. Because when time is the only thing you can't negotiate, money comes and goes, but time, this time today, Thank you for being with us today and listening. And hopefully it kind of triggers a call to action in some shape or form, because you could be listening to more drama and more constant negative news, which is just depressing. You, you're, you're choosing to be here today to empower yourself and pass this on. And I believe that when you truly get inspired by a mentor, you know, and I've mentored people now for you know 40 years, this is not a newbie to me, um, and I've you know, done enough courses on leadership and so on and so forth. Right now I'm doing two courses that, actually three courses, I'm being mentored by world-class people right now. And when I talk one-to-one with this one particular gentleman who is, you know, he, he brings in over a million a month in his business. Oh my gosh. And I talked to him. <laughs> I his number. <laughs> yeah, really. It's very humbling. And sometimes I feel like a blithering idiot, like I can't put the sentences together. And I won a prize with his group for my success in what I was doing with him. And so I won a private one-to-one with him for an hour. It actually went on for 90 minutes. I could not even tell you what that conversation was about. I was just a blithering idiot because I was in awe (laughs) of his success. And as a student, I put myself into that guessing game of like well you know you're not really good enough for this and not just meanwhile I won something right you got the the drunk monkey coming up on your shoulder telling you you're not worthy yep yeah the self-talk we always have to keep that in in check so I think to your point Elaine yeah you know there's there's always a need for structured education and building blocks there's a building block process that that gives you that confidence because if you're worried about how do you make your mature clients look young. There's a strategy to that. There's an art to it, which I know. If you're fearful of cutting hair short, medium, or long, there's systems to that. They can be taught. If you want to have more sense of style and you want to be more creative, I can teach you there. If you if you want to understand how to design to face shape, and, and that's not a YouTube video or an Instagram one minute thing, I will teach you the science of that. That's the golden rule of design. That's a whole different thing. And then the narrative of how you how you sell something through. Like sometimes you'll hear some lovely young girls and everything's like, everything goes up, you know, and they're talking like this. Everything is upwards, right? Very hard to sell anything on an upward pitch. When you're giving a price, if you take the pitch down, so Elaine, for the services today, it's going to be, and I go down, it's going to be, you know, $400. Oh, it's going to be $400? Questioning. <laughs> no, it's going to be $400. And then silent. Let the person think it's $400. Now, which sounded confident? Elaine, your services today are going to be $400. Hi, Elaine. Oh, it's only going to cost you $400, but, you know, it'll be so worth it. It'll be really, really nice. I don't get up. You know, yeah, the nervous chatter following it is always. Yeah. So, you know, there's strategy to all of this. You can't have one without the other, can you? So I I think that aspect is is part mentorship, it's part technique, it's part that. And those those principles will withstand the passage of time because people are people. And the more digitized we become, the more the human touch is important. 
So what I've tried to do with my business is combine the genius of online learning with the human touch. And it's working. It's working very, very well. It's amazing. And I'm so glad that you brought up that point of we see people struggling and they keep turning to, um, you know, SEO of their website and Google optimization and Facebook ads and all of these things, but they're not looking at why are the clients that were coming, not coming back. It's, it's a skill thing, not an advertising marketing thing. And I see that over and over on the daily. And I just want to scream, but I, in the nicest way possible, will try to direct them to, you know, try to figure out your retention versus always trying to do jazz hands on Instagram, trying to get a new client in. Cause we know with doing hair, as long as the two of us have that keeping a client is much better on your bottom line than constantly paying to attract a new one. And, and it's getting harder and harder because there's so much noise. Yeah. But you know what also too, Elaine, it's not, our, it's not the hairdresser's fault because they weren't taught it at school. Right. Right. They weren't taught how to read a personality. They weren't taught how to do a five-star consultation. They weren't taught to understand, is this a wallflower or a poser sitting in my chair? How loud or quiet do I need to make this hairstyle? And they weren't taught it in a system, which is why I systemize what I do. I have it as a consultation form. You know, automation is quite fascinating when you put it in a form because it's an automated process. So for the client going through that process, it's her first experience, but for you going through that process when you've got 10 guests in a day, it gets really old really quickly, right? So it's, it's, it gets shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter to the point where it's, it's the same today as yesterday. So what are we doing today? Oh, yeah. uh, just to touch up. It, that's not a consultation. And that's why there's such a gap in our industry. So if you nail the first pit part, which is I have a course on consultation. And do you know how hard it is to sell? And I figured it out, actually, why. It's called Who is Sitting in Your Chair. It's because 97% of hairdressers think they give a consultation and 7% of the consumers say they get one. So 90%, 97% of our, our industry doesn't think that they can learn anything from my education when it comes to that. Well, I've got a rude awakening for you. <laughs> so true. You, and it's not about posting because, as you said, if you get it right... And that person's walking around with the right look. Like if someone says to you, you know, I, I'm stressed for time, I'm this, that, and the other, and you don't read up on all of those signals and saying she needs wash and wear. So what's the best way of giving this lady out of bed, towel dry her hair, comb it in a place, maybe some gel, whatever, whatever, and she's wash and wear and off she goes. So no, like my hair, I, Rosemary cuts my hair and it's a, it's a fantastic haircut. It's a little long right now, but it's a fantastic haircut. It doesn't matter what I do to this, even if I turn frizzy, it still is the shape. And it's the shape that balances with my face. So texture wise, I can make it straight, I can make it curly and it can go frizzy on a nasty frizzy day. But the shape is still there. And when you do the right shape to the right face shape, to the right lifestyle, and that client's saying, I want it easy. My life is overwhelming. I won't wash and wear. I'm going to be saying, well, you know what? A really soft, lazy perm could be the way to go. Let's perm your hair on bendy rods. Let's give you a nice glaze so your hair is shining and gorgeous. And off we jolly well go. And, and instead of going, well, we're going to, you know, 
round brush blow dryer. Now we're going to go through with our curling iron, two techniques, get your beach curl, which only looks any good when you do it. When she does it, it looks lame, right? That's I love that you're talking about face, Chef. I, I think that it's safe to say that you are the only person that I've ever heard teach to the face shape. It was something that I yearned for as when I used to cut hair. I was like, where can I go to take a class to learn if someone, you know, I have a very prominent chin. If someone has a prominent chin, what haircut looks best that it doesn't draw attention to the chin. If someone is, has really full cheeks, what do you do to take attention away from that? That's really, really almost impossible to find other than your education. Honestly, Jose Bear back in the day and Vivian McKinder are the only two people I've ever seen actually take a true makeover and change someone's entire look for the better, not to be trendy and, oh, look what I did. I shaved her head and turned it all kinds of color, but actually make someone look the best that they possibly can with being intentional about the cut and yeah. face shape. Well, you know, I work with some of the greatest artists in the world and, you know, still do. And so I'm very blessed it's not luck because it was intentional to work with them but i'm blessed to be able to pick up the phone and talk to any major hairdresser in the world and be able to have a conversation where we are right now what i know about all those greats that are on a really high level and it's slim pickings up at that very high level there's only a few you know there's only a few that reach that 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 plateau they all have the eye they all know how to see a shape and they have a sensibility and a sense of knowing it's right, it's wrong, to push, to pull back. They understand that great style completes who that woman is. It doesn't compete, whether she's boho, tattooed, body pierced, glamorous. They get style and they get it. It's a story. Like you have your story as to how you show up as a woman. You know, when one of the, the lovely ladies who's on our training program, she's been now using my consultation form and she had, and this is really touching and sad. She said she's, she's been getting great results. And she said, she gave it to one lady. And I have a question about sensuality. How sensual would you like to be, right? It's not something we can verbally ask. As a woman to woman, it's awkward. Man to woman, very awkward. But in a written form, how sensual would you like to be? And it has feminine, girly, boyish, you know, like how do you show up as a woman? Because we can show up in many different ways, right? And the woman said, I don't know how to answer that. She said, mm -hmm. I have been in an awful marriage for 25 years. She didn't know who she was as a woman. So what happens? You open the door and you start to go, okay, how do you show up? How do you show up? Where do you, where do you shine? Not your friend, not what you saw on TikTok. I mean, my husband the other day, I was so shocked because I don't really go to TikTok. I, there's only so many hours in the day. <laughs> and my husband was sent this link by his father. <laughs> and it's this lady with this huge bottom shaking it. And she'd obviously <laughs> had the implants and she's shaking her bum on this thing. And my husband said, I don't get it. I went, well, I suppose some men find that attractive. Clearly, you're not a bum guy, right? right. And, he said, and then he went to another one. He went, look at this one. And I went, yeah. I, and, and women then complain about not being taken seriously. It's like, give me a break. You know, Absolutely. 
you know, in another period of time, they would have been considered very low class women, women of the street, mm-hmm. women who pay, you know, are paid for their services because it was that close to being over the top, right? Yeah. And they're young and they got their false eyelashes on and they're jiggling their backsides, right? So I don't know how I got to that, but <laughs> it's like, what's the world coming to? It, it, it really does make me concerned for, for our future. But I think the key overall, I mean, I think if you polled, you know, a thousand hairdressers and said, when was the last time you went to an education event that you actually put into use when you got back to the salon, you would get a really low number because it's these little snip two second snippets that's like, oh, that's cool. But they're not seeing the whole entire process. And if there's even one step missing, it can go really, really wrong. Don't get me started about the recipes about hair color. Like that's my blood pressure's through the roof every day about, you know, here's what my client wants. Formula, please. I'm like, what is her texture? How old is she? What color are her eyes? Does she have any prominent features? You know, what's the density of her hair? What's the... There's so many questions. What's the natural level? Is there gray? What's the percentage of gray? And truth be told, 300 answers of recipes that she's given. So now she has to sort through all of these recipes and pick the one she thinks is her favorite, which isn't going to work because the person giving it to her didn't know any of the other things in the question. So when Vivian and I first got onto this um, podcast, I was telling her about an idea that I have for something to fill the gap of all these things that make me crazy and make me lose sleep. So there is something fun coming that is going to answer a lot of these things that keep us both up at night about the industry. And we're hoping that together with other people that do what we do in the industry in each separate special sauce niche, you know, like for when I think of styling and, you know, consultation and face shape and classic cutting and dress work and all of those things. Vivian is my number one go-to when I think about financial things and understanding your pricing and add-ons and, you know, tracking your referrals and retention and all that. I think of someone else. So I've reached out to each one of my people that I look up to for each one of these topics. And together, we're going to get together and have the, the most ultimate mentorship that could ever exist in, in time. Um, because it's something I'm so passionate about because I want to fill those potholes and gaps that scream at me every time I'm looking on a, um, a forum. And I, I love what we've done with Revival, but I think once a year is not enough. I think somebody needs a lot more help throughout the year. And I think together we can do great things. So if you're listening, stay tuned. Um, We're working out the details and I I always love chatting with Vivian and wanted to chat with her and see if she was interested. It sounds like she is. So um, something big is coming. And the bottom line is keep educating yourself. Check out Vivian's Hair Designer TV, her mentorship program. She has so many things that are exactly what you're looking for. You just have to step in and be, be open to it, be open to the information. So Vivian, share where they can find you and all of your amazing education. Yeah, if you'd like to go to vivianmckinder.com and then when you go there, if you do want to be mentored by me for, uh, it's a year actually, um, you'll go to the designer program 
and it's my virtual academy and that's a combination of live events with uh, the forum feedback and the uh, it's, it's, it's a program in haircutting mastery. So um, I teach you how to develop that great sense of style. I teach you how to finish your work at a whole nother level. And uh, so you can check that out. If you wanna fast track your career, uh, you want some fast quick tips and so on, I have a product called One Girl Seven Looks and that takes you through seven of the most commercial hairstyles that we do. And it takes you through that journey. Uh, so that's really great as well. So those are two programs I would say dip into that are we're going to see immediate results, which is really exciting. And the other thing I wanted to just add to what you are saying, Elaine, is about being mentored. Because when you are mentored, you have to show up really willing. Show up that you will follow the advice of a mentor because you must pick your mentor so carefully. Otherwise, you're just wasting their time and your own time. And for me, when I mentor people, I've taken a few people under my wing and then got bitterly disappointed because mm. they weren't ready to learn. They liked the idea, but had um, it, it was fanciful. And so I always say to people, are you committed or are you interested? Because if you're committed, you'll do whatever it takes, whatever it takes to be successful. If you're interested, you'll be like so many people, they sign up for a masterclass or a webinar and they never show up. Or they sign up for a coaching call. Like we have coaching calls. You can actually sign up on my site for a coaching call. And we had a phase of people signing up and I pay people. I have, I have two qualified coaches that will take these calls. They don't even show up. And it's like, whoa, this is not good with all the reminders in the world. So being mentored means I am committed. I am determined to do whatever it takes that my mentor says, and I will be accountable. Interested is a curiosity. Go back to Instagram and just carry on browsing. But then I challenge you in one month's time, all of your five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, calculate all that time and look at the result and what you're using and the ultimate result is your bottom line i think i could put money on which one would be more successful so don't be seduced by the next shiny object because to elaine's point about a hair show if you see something in a show or a webinar or on instagram and you do not apply it within the the, the first 30 days of seeing it 85% of that information is not even in your brain. You haven't even retained it. Absolutely. So doing is, is, is completely different from just being an observer. I love that. And I, I want to end with one of my favorite quotes from your mentor, Vidal Sassoon. The only place that success comes before work is in the dictionary. <laughs> I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you have to show up. You don't just have to sign up. You have to show up and then you have to do the work. Yeah. Thank you, I, Vivian. It is always such a pleasure so to have you. I could talk to you forever and we, you. we will definitely jump on and do another one of these, but I'm excited to see what we can do in 2022 to give back to the industry that's been so good to the both of us. Thank you, Elaine. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, 
please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.